we will begin in Revelation 12. I want to read verses 13 through 18. We'll have a word of prayer and we'll get into the sermon today. Revelation chapter 12, verse 13, it says, When the dragon saw that he had been thrown to earth, he persecuted the woman who gave birth to the male. The woman was given two wings of a great eagle so that she could fly from the serpent's presence to her place in the wilderness where she was fed for a time, times, and half a time. From his mouth the serpent spewed water like a river after the woman to sweep her away in a torrent. But the earth helped the woman. The earth opened its mouth and swallowed up the river that the dragon had spewed from his mouth. So the dragon was furious with the woman and left to wage war against the rest of her offspring, those who keep the commandments of Yahweh and have the testimony about Yeshua. He stood on the sand of the sea. And I pray that Yahweh will bless his word to our hearts today. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, you are so great and so magnificent. And I'm in so much love with you, Father Yahweh. I'm I'm very thankful for your blessings. I'm thankful also for your discipline, Father. Because through it, you teach us, you train us. And we don't always understand why we're going through something. When we go through it, it seems that we do not see the big picture until we get through it and we can look back on it and then we realize that you were truly working all things out for the good of those who you love and who you've called effectually and fervently. And so, Father Yahweh, help us to be patient and to keep on the firing line and, Father, to always, always know that you are our Father and you love us and you discipline us and it's all for a purpose, even when we cannot understand and explain it. Father, right now, as we get into your word, I just ask for strength and guidance. Father, I've got a lot on my mind and my heart. I pray that you'd keep my focus uh, in focus for the next few minutes to be able to teach your word and to be able to encourage this group of believers to remain steadfast and immovable and to remember, Father Yahweh, that your mercies are new every morning. And that is your steadfast love. I love you, Yahweh. I love your son, Yeshua. I'm so thankful that you sent him so that we can have life. He that hath the son hath life, you said. I'm so thankful for that life that's in your son. I pray this prayer through him to you, Holy Father, today. Amen. It seems like it's been a few days of the feast, but it's only been almost 24 hours. So I'm glad to be here, and I'm glad to see everybody here. All of the children. How many is thankful for the children? Uh, We read about about the children this morning in the Torah reading, and and we're reading every morning at 10 a.m. Brother Gary's kind of overseeing that for me, and I appreciate that, Brother Gary. That's a bigger help than you even know. So um, we had a great discussion this morning in here for about an hour and 15, hour and 20 minutes. We'll do that again tomorrow and throughout the feast. So um, love the children. Next generation. Got to train them up right. So I sat down to begin to prepare the sermon for today, the first day of the Feast of Tabernacles, and I contemplated on what that I could say, something that would be uplifting and edifying and encouraging 
to the body of believers that's here today. And I've asked Yahweh to give me something to say to kind of jumpstart this feast off in the right direction, you know, kind of put the jumper cables on the dead battery and give everybody a jolt and make everybody feel encouraged and uplifted. And Yahweh has blessed us, oh, so much, with another year to keep His feast. It's just a wonderful thing. And I'm just thankful to be a part of it. I have so much love for Him and uh, such a, a, a desire for my whole heart to just be given over to Him and everything that I say and everything that I do. And I just want that to be what this assembly is all about. And to start off, I want everybody to know how much I appreciate them for their dedication, not to me, but to Almighty Yahweh. I appreciate you so much. And I could go down the row and name names and just start, and I would never be able to stop because there's some of the greatest people on the planet in this place right now. People that I know, have known for years. People that I love dearly. Uh, From the local members to this assembly, to the people on the phone ministry that's listening right now, to those that have traveled from out of town that we still consider you to be part of this fellowship and to those that I might be meeting for the first time. I met a brother and sister for the very first time today, Brother Lon. He wasn't able to stay. There's a story behind that, but everybody in here would love him dearly and his wife, and just a real neat fella and funny, too. You just don't know how much it warms my heart to see people whose lives have been impacted by the Creator. You don't even know. People who want to please Yahweh, people who love Yahweh with all their heart and their soul and their mind and their strength and who follow in the footsteps of His Son, Yeshua the Messiah, and keep Yahweh's commandments. For me, this is my 16th Feast of Tabernacles and I'm more excited about this one than I've ever been, Brother Gary. And I think that I feel that way every year. I might even say that every year because I just enjoy keeping Yahweh's feasts. And you know what? They're supposed to be a time of joy. They're not a time of sadness. They're not a time to wear a frown. They're not a time to get discouraged. They're a time to become encouraged in what Almighty Yahweh's doing. They're supposed to be a time where you let go and let Yahweh, right? (laughs) It's like Yahweh's form of stress relief. That's His feast. That's what they're about. To congregate, to study, to read the Bible, to fellowship, to talk, and to have a grand time with the family of Yahweh. And that's what we are. And I could go on and on and tell you how excited that I am and how each of you are special to me and how I believe that I get to teach some of the greatest people on the planet every time I step behind this pulpit. But what I want to minister on today is a simple sentence. Revelation twelve seventeen. Satan is angry, but that is a good thing. Satan is angry, but that is a good thing. In Revelation 12, verse 17, we read of a time that I believe is future when it comes to eschatology. Eschatology means the study of last things. And however, I believe that we learn a principle from the text that is true in every generation of faithful followers of Yahweh. It says this again, So the dragon was furious with the woman, this is verse 17 of chapter 12, and left to wage war against the rest of her offspring. Those who keep the commandments of Yahweh and have the testimony about Yeshua. Brothers and sisters today, Satan is angry with us, but 
That's a good thing. That's a good thing. See, this dragon that's spoken of in Revelation 12 is the being who fights with Michael the archangel. And you can read about it earlier in Revelation 12 verse 7 where it speaks of Michael and his angels fighting against the dragon and his angels. Michael is Yahweh's warrior angel. He's spoken about in the book of Daniel as a help and a warrior on Daniel's side. He's also spoken about in the book of Jude as contending with the devil about Moses' body. And here in Revelation 12, he and his angels, those under his authority, wage war against the dragon and his angels. The dragon spoken of here is also called that old serpent, the devil, and Satan in verse 9 of this chapter. And it is this being, the dragon, the old serpent, that is furious with a group of people upon the earth throughout the history of mankind. He is wroth, he is angry with those who keep the commandments of Yahweh and have the testimony about Yeshua the Messiah. And I want to start this sermon with the keeping of the commandments. The dragon hates what we're doing right now. He hates it, he loathes it, he's angry with it. He cannot stand all of these booths and tents on this property right now. He despises the high day that we're celebrating. He loathes the branches that we put on the booths. He doesn't want to hear the sound of the shofar. He doesn't want to hear the sound of the silver trumpet. He hates the fact that these little children are here learning about how to keep Yahweh's feast. He doesn't like it. He doesn't like it one bit. He's angry with you, and he's angry with me. But you know what? That's a good thing. Satan is angry, but that's a good thing because I want him to be furious with me. I don't want to live my life in such a way that makes him delight in my soul. I do not want to sell my soul to the devil. I do not want to wallow around in iniquity. I don't want to do that and make him happy. I don't want to be a liar. I don't want to be a thief, a fornicator, a Sabbath breaker. I don't want to be any of those things. Because the dragon has these people exactly where he wants them. That's where they're at. Exactly where he wants them. You need to listen to me today. If you are not a commandment keeper, the dragon has got you in the palm of his hand with a smirk and a smile on his face and you need to be delivered from his stronghold. Saints, I do not want the dragon to be okay with my lifestyle. I'm not interested in his okay. I want to keep him mad at Matthew Jansen. I want him to be furious with me. Brothers and sisters, we've got to remain strong in Yahweh's law. From time to time, we're going to run across people who hate us because we seem so different. And most of the time, it doesn't even take words to make that happen. Not words at all. People in the world just see the way that commandment keepers live, and they get offended by it. And I use the word offend here in the modern sense of the term. They're offended, they get upset, because the commandment keeper's life convicts and condemns the way of the transgressor. And I don't speak that in pride. I do not speak that in pride at all. I do not stand here today like the Pharisee in Luke chapter 18. I stand here today knowing that I am what I am by the grace of Yahweh. But listen to me. I also know that I will be despised by the world for following Yahweh's instructions. You will be despised by the world for following Yahweh's instructions. 
A scripture that has been heavy on my heart as of late is Luke 6.26. It's really becoming one of my favorite texts, along with a few others in the Bible. This is where Yeshua says, Woe to you when all people speak well of you, because this is the way people used to treat the false prophets. Do you see that? This is the way people used to treat the false prophets. It's the false prophets that nobody has a problem with. It's the false prophets that seem to have everything in order. They have no problems. They have no troubles. Nobody's mad at them. Nobody hates them. But it's only because they tell everybody exactly what they want to hear. That's why everybody gets along with them so well. They whisper sweet nothings in the ears of the masses. And people love to listen to what tickles their ear. They love it. And listen to me. The dragon is not angry with these false prophets. He's not upset with the false prophets. The dragon does not get scared when somebody turns the channel to Trinity Broadcasting Network. He doesn't get upset with that. That doesn't bother him at all. What bothers the dragon is when he sees an impact being made by righteous saints of Yahweh. When he saw Zechariah and Elizabeth in Luke 1 living a righteous and a holy life according to the Torah, the dragon was angry when he saw that. When King Hezekiah, back in 2 Kings, began destroying all the idols' children, he cut down the Asherah poles, he rededicated the temple to Yahweh, the dragon, Satan, was furious. When Daniel refused to eat the king's meat, and Mishael, Hananiah, and Azariah would not bow down to the image of gold, the dragon was wroth. He was angry. And he's wroth with many of you in here today. Like I said, Satan is angry but that is a good thing. It's not a bad thing. But I want you to listen. You need to be on your guard. Because when you keep the commandments of Yahweh, just like it says in Revelation twelve seventeen, the dragon gets furious with you, and he then walks into your life like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. You wonder why he's not bothering people that do not follow the commandments of Yahweh. It's because he's already got them exactly where he wants them to be. But he's all over your case. It's because you keep the commandments of Yahweh. And you've got to be on guard. Because he comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. That's his mission. Husbands and wives, he's out to destroy holy and righteous marriages. That's the dragon's business. He wants nothing more than to see a holy marriage end up in divorce. He wants to destroy the bond that Yahweh formed in the beginning between Adam and Eve. Satan wants you men to forsake the wife of your youth. The dragon wants you sisters to play the harlot on your husband. And this is why you can never be at ease in Zion. You have to put on the whole armor of Yahweh so you can stand against the schemes of the devil. Because we're not battling flesh and blood. I don't pull my sword out to fight Satan. I'm not battling flesh and blood. There's a spiritual warfare that's waging all around us that we cannot see with the eyes of the flesh. We read about Elisha recently with the children and there was a man who knew Elisha and he was worried that they were not going to win the battle. And Elisha prayed and said, Yahweh, open up his eyes. And Yahweh opened his spiritual eyes and behold, there on the hill stood thousands of horses and angels of Yahweh. Spiritual Warfare is taking place. You can't see it with your natural eyes. But it's going on all around us. There's a spiritual warfare. It rages hot and the battle is so heavy when it comes to the lives of commandment keepers. Fathers, 
Men, Satan is angry with you when you sit down and teach your children the Torah. Let me tell you, men, if you're not sitting down and teaching your children the Torah, you are in sin today. You need to sit down and diligently take time to teach the law of Yahweh to your little ones. I've got five of them that Yahweh has blessed me with. And their products, they are fruit. You know that scripture that says, you shall know a man by his fruit? Well, my children, my five children, are part of Matthew's fruit. They're part of how you know Matthew. I'm to teach them the Torah. Ephesians 6 verse 4 says this. Listen carefully. Fathers, don't stir up anger in your children, but bring them up in the training and the instruction of Yahweh. Fathers, keep the dragon angry at you. Do not let your guard down. You teach the Torah to your children. You talk about the law when you wake up, when you walk by the way, when you sit in your house, when you lay down at night. And listen, men of Yahweh, you do not let up. Do not grow weary in well-doing. Do not. You keep teaching the Torah. You make these feast days exciting and enjoyable to your children. You teach them about how our ancestors were delivered out of Egypt. You teach them about why we're out here camping in the woods for seven days. Mothers, women, Satan is angry with you when you bring up your daughters in the ways of Yahweh. But that's a good thing. We want her to be angry. You know, I want Satan to be angry with my wife. I want him to stay angry with her. I do not want him to be pleased with my wife. When my wife teaches my daughters to keep the home and to cook and to sew and to manage the affairs of the family, when my wife shows my daughters how to one day treat their husband by how she treats me, the dragon is angry. He starts to scheme. He wonders what he can do to upset the shalom that is in my household. He hates it. But then we stand up straight and tall and we say, Yahweh rebuke you. You have no place in this home. This home is dedicated and it's anointed and it's appointed for the work and the service of Almighty Yahweh. We're a home of commandment keepers and as for me and my house, we're going to serve Yahweh. You know what else Satan hates? It's not just the keeping of the commandments that he's furious with. That's part of it. But he's just as angry with those who hold to the testimony about Yeshua. Just as angry. That's what Revelation 12, 17 says. He hates for you. He despises for you to believe in the Son of Yahweh. That old serpent hated it when the voice rang from heaven at Yeshua's baptism and said, this is what that voice said. Don't you ever forget it. This is my beloved Son. I take delight in Him. That's Yahweh speaking about His Son. The dragon hates it when you believe in His Son. When Peter confessed to Yeshua in Matthew 16, when Yeshua said, Whom do you say that I am, Peter? And Peter looked at Him and said, You are the Messiah, the Son of the living Elohim. When Peter said that, the dragon was angry. When Saul of Tarsus was converted in Acts chapter 9 and then immediately went to preach in the synagogues that Yeshua was the Son of Yahweh, The devil was gritting his teeth in anger because he does not like that. He hates the testimony about Yeshua. So if you hold to that testimony today, Satan is angry with you. But that is a good thing though. We want to keep him angry with us. See, the dragon wants to dig up and unbury your past. The dragon wants to remind you of what you used to be or what once happened to you. The dragon wants to lie to you and tell you that it's not over and you've not been forgiven. He wants to bring up old sins. He wants to dwell with you. 
And He wants you to be tormented by things that have happened to you, problems that have come into your life. He's telling you that they're still there. He's telling you that they're still in full force. But I'm telling you today, as a minister commissioned by Almighty Yahweh, that if you are in the Messiah, the dragon is not stronger than the incorruptible blood of the Master and the Savior, the Son of Almighty Yahweh. My fellow believers in Yeshua the Messiah today, we were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver and gold. See, mobs can destroy silver. Thieves can break in your home and steal gold. We weren't redeemed with that. We were redeemed by the precious blood, the blood of the Lamb that was foreordained from the foundation of the world. That's what we were redeemed by. Yeshua was sent by Yahweh to claim a people. People that would believe in Yahweh as their Almighty and that would believe in the one He sent, Yeshua, for our redemption. And if you're in the Messiah and you hold to the testimony about Him, the dragon is angry with you today. But don't be alarmed because you've got Him exactly where He needs to be. You want Him to be angry with you. That old serpent, the devil, he's going to try to plague your mind. And he's going to try to use all kind of tactics to do it because he's very smart and he's very, very old. He's got a lot of wisdom. But you've got to trust in Yahweh's Word. That's where your trust has got to be. You've got to stand there, Paul writes to the church at Ephesus, you've got to stand there with truth like a belt around your waist. That's what Paul says, righteousness like armor on your chest. Your feet have to be sandaled with the good news about the peace that Yeshua brings. And you've got to hold up the shield of faith. Not doubt. You've got to hold up the shield of faith so that when the enemy comes and tries to shoot flaming arrows at you, this is Paul's words, not mine, in Ephesians, the book of Ephesians. The enemy tries to shoot the flaming arrows at you. You hold up the shield of faith and it stops the flaming arrows. You keep on believing rather than doubting Yahweh's promises. We can claim His promises, brothers and sisters. If we're in the Messiah, we can claim them. Put on that helmet of salvation. And do not forget this word right here because this is the sword of the Spirit, the word of Yahweh. You can read about all this in Ephesians 6, 10 through 17. So I want you to hold fast to the testimony about Yeshua. 1 John 5, 9 through 12. Listen to this. I'm going to read it. If we accept the testimony of men, Yahweh's testimony is greater because it is Yahweh's testimony that He has given about His Son. The one who believes in the Son of Yahweh has the testimony in himself. The one who does not believe Yahweh has made him a liar because he has not believed in the testimony that Yahweh has given about his Son. And this is the testimony. Yahweh has given us eternal life and this life is in His Son. The one who has the Son has life. The one who doesn't have the Son of Yahweh does not have life. This is the testimony, saints, and you have to believe it. Satan doesn't want you to believe it, just like he doesn't want you to keep the commandments. doesn't want you to believe this. He wants to do everything possible to keep you from believing in Yahweh's Son. And that's because he knows. You know what he knows? He knows that you can't have salvation without the Messiah. And this is why from the very beginning, you may not understand this, but this is why from the very beginning of time, the dragon has made an attempt. He's attempted to corrupt the seed line of Adam and destroy the genealogy that Yeshua would one day come through. He hates Yeshua because he knows the power that Yahweh has given him. 
Satan knows that his day is coming. Do you remember the demons that Yeshua casted out of the man that were named Legion? They said, why have you come to torment us before our time? They know that they have a certain time that's coming. It's going to be bad. Satan knows his day is coming. He doesn't want you to believe in the Son. He doesn't want you to keep the commandments. When you confess Yeshua as Yahweh's Son, I'm talking about when you really believe it with all your heart, not just pay lip service to it, but you really believe it and you really believe the commandments and you give your whole life to Yahweh. You're not worried about anything in the world anymore, but you just want to please Him in all that you do. Satan is angry. He hates you. But that's a good thing. That's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. Brothers and sisters, I want the dragon to be furious with me. So I'm going to keep marching on in this battle. I'm not giving up. I'm not letting go. I'm going to keep being obedient in every area that I know to be obedient. And I'm going to keep studying in the areas that I don't yet know to be obedient. And that's what all of you need to do. That's what all of you need to do for your families, for your individual lives, for your families, and for the life of the family of this congregation. Oh, it'll be so strong. It'll be like that threefold cord that Solomon talks about in Ecclesiastes that's not easily torn apart. That's what will be. A congregation full of commandment keepers. You say, Brother Matthew, there's not very many of us. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Brother Lon told me today, the brother I just met, he said somebody was whining to him because there wasn't a lot of people that believed this way. He said, man, you must have forgotten to look up all those places where it talks about the remnant. The remnant of Yahweh. Truly serving Yahweh is a lonely road. Now, it doesn't have to be completely alone. Aren't you thankful for the good brothers and sisters we've got here at the feast? It doesn't have to be completely alone. Hallelujah. But it is a lonelier road than the masses. It is. It is a lonelier road. And we don't have to be weird for the sake of being weird. People think Brother Matthew's a weird guy, a weird cat, some people call me. I don't try to be weird. I just follow the Bible and I'm automatically weird, Sister Lisa. You know? But I try to love people and meet people where they're at. Try to touch people with with the Spirit of Yahweh. And you know what I try to do? Impact them on two things because it's the two essentials. One is keep the commandments of Yahweh. Two is to have the testimony about Yeshua. If a person believes in those two things, they're my brother and my sister. We might disagree on a slew of other things. We might interpret certain texts differently. We might understand different commandments in, in various ways. But if they believe in keeping the commandments, and they have the testimony about Yeshua. And belief in Yahweh the Father, that's a given. That's not even dealt with there. That's already a given. You've got to believe in Yahweh the Father. But if you have those two essentials, you're my brother, you're my sister in the faith. And I love you. And I'll fight to the death with you and for you. So I'm not going to give up. I'm going to keep studying the areas I do know and I don't know. And I'm going to keep loving my wife. She's not in here today, but she's back getting ready for what's going to happen next with the meal. She's a great woman. She's virtuous. I thank Yahweh for her every day. She keeps me in line, Brother Andy, when I get out of line. She does. She prays for me. She's a lot stronger than I am in many areas. Yahweh commands me to love her like His Son loves the assembly. And I I fall so short at doing that. But I'm not going to quit trying. I'm going to keep loving my wife. I'm going to keep training these five beautiful children that Yahweh's given me to. One of them's asleep up here. King David, I call him. (laughs) Keep training these children for Yahweh. Men, fathers, mothers, keep training your children for Yahweh. Listen, nothing's, nothing's more important 
That football game's not more important than your children. Your career's not more important than your children. What you might be wanting to do is not... Nothing's more important than these children. You take time out with them and you teach them each and every day of your life. That's the diligent teaching of the commandments. It's a commandment to teach your children the commandments, brothers and sisters. And I'm also going to keep believing in Yeshua as the Son of Yahweh. Because I have the testimony that Yahweh has given me. And you know, in another place, I think it's in Revelation 14, 12, where it talks about the faith of Yeshua. Some Bibles say in. The Greek there is probably better translated the faith of Yeshua. Now, I believe you're supposed to have faith in Him too. But think about the faith of Yeshua. In other words, we, we hold to the same faith that He held to. See, We follow the same mighty one that He followed. We believe in Him. He's, he's our elder brother. Yahweh's our father. He's our elder brother. He's our kinsman redeemer. I believe in Him with all my heart. Satan's angry with me when I confess that right now because it's right here. It's not just coming out of here. It's right here and it's up here. Strong. Really, really strong. And Satan hates that. He's angry with me, Sister Rhonda. He's angry with me. But that's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. I want you to remember that. And so as we wave these branches throughout the week, take some time to do that. Wave these branches before Yahweh and rejoice before Him. And we wave them right now in the dragon's face. We blow the shofar. And we fellowship. And we talk about the Scriptures. And we reason together. We do this because our help comes from Almighty Yahweh. I know the dragon is angry with me today, Brother Gary. He's angry with you too, brother. I love you, brother. I love you with all my heart. Hallelujah. He's angry with us, but that's a good thing. I don't want him to be pleased with me. I love all you people. I don't know the words to say, but I love all of you. You all mean so much to me. But if I can only encourage you in, in two things it will be to keep the commandments of Yahweh and hold to the testimony about His Son. Nothing else really matters. Nothing else really matters. Don't ever give up, brothers and sisters. Don't ever give up. That's what Satan wants you to do. Don't ever give up. Brother Gary, I want to pray for you. Come up here, brother. And then we'll have a word of prayer to close out. I feel very strong to pray for you right now. If I could have some brothers come up here, I'm going to anoint Brother Gary with oil. We'll pray for Brother Geary and close out in a word of prayer. Father Yahweh, I love this brother. He's got a giant heart. Oh, such a big heart. And I know he's been through so much. And you've laid it on my heart and impressed it on my heart to pray for him right now. So I do it and I don't even know what it's about, but you just laid it on my heart to pray for him. Yahweh has made his way down here to the feast because he wants to keep it. And the dragon's angry with Brother Gary today. But I want to pray, Father Yahweh, for your protection around this man's life. Father, I want to pray for strength for him. I want to pray for encouragement. I want to pray for a sound mind. And I want to pray that Yahweh, Father, you just help him keep that heart big and let it get bigger and keep that heart full of love for people. Brother Gary is special. He's a special man. And I pray, Yahweh, that you would let him know that. And I pray, Father, that 
he would feel the love of the brothers from this congregation that he's part of. If we consider him to be part of this congregation. Father, he's got things going on in his life right now and decisions to make. And I pray that you'd help him not to think about those during the feast, but have a good time and to give him wisdom on what to do when, when the feast is over. And uh, Yahweh, just bless him. We love him. We love his dear wife, Sister Irene, who we'll see in the kingdom one day. We love her with all of our heart. Precious, precious sister. Oh, Yahweh, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for Brother Gary. Strengthen him, Yahweh. Just love all over him, Father. I pray for Shalom. Guidance. your son, I pray. Amen. Love you, brother. Hallelujah. Let's all stand and have a word of prayer as we close. Pray for us. We're going to get on a plane flight here in a little bit and fly up and sing to a lot of people. And uh, pray that Yahweh will watch over us and let us be an example and a light to people that need that need help. We meet so many people that are hurting. It's a lot lot bigger than, you know, just us. I meet people that's lost children. I meet people that have incurable diseases. And sometimes I meet people that are just so thrilled just to see you take time to talk to them because they don't have nobody to talk to. Just pray that Yahweh would use us Father Yahweh, I glorify you right now and I thank you. Yahweh, I'm so unworthy. I don't even know, Yahweh, Father, uh, why you've called me to do some of the things that I do, but I'm so unworthy, Father Yahweh. But I'm, I'm, I'm today I'm thankful for the one who was worthy, who earned his position, and that's your son. And uh, he kept your commandments. He he kept your commandments, and he gave us the testimony. And, and Father, all my chips are on him today. I don't put not a single one on me. They're all on him. Slide them all over to him because he's my only hope. And uh, Yahweh, I just pray that you'd keep me in the palm of your hand and and uh, bless each and every person here. All these children, all these all these little ones, the little bitty ones, and all these young adults that I'm seeing as I'm ministering today. Father, I know I was there, and I just pray that you'd keep them safe. Yahweh, Father, watch over all these young men and young women, these teenagers. Father, I pray, Yahweh, that you'd protect them and send your angels around them. Yahweh, Father, and don't let none of them get hurt. Don't let anything bad or evil or wicked happen to any single one of them. Father Yahweh. Father, I pray for every marriage in this assembly right now, the husbands and the wives, myself included. Father, I pray that you make our marriages strong. Father Yahweh, because you love marriage and you love children. And Father, I pray that you'd make them strong and immovable and steadfast. 
And Father Yahweh, let us remember like Brother Arnold has taught us, the greater the battle, the greater the victory. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, Father Yahweh, I just pray that you bless all these people here. Give them strength to be able to continue to serve all the servants. Everybody here is just a big servant. That's exactly how you would have it to be. Taking care of one another, looking after one another. Touch all the sisters that are preparing the food. Touch Brother Arnold tomorrow as he brings the word to the people here. Touch Brother Geary as he leads the reading of your law, which is important. And I'm just so thankful to have a have a congregation to uh, celebrate the Feast of Tabernacles with. And Yahweh, I'm thankful today I had a few glimpses of your kingdom. And I pray your kingdom come, Father. Sometimes I get tired and I just want it to come. I just want you to send your son back and all this mess to be straightened out. All this wickedness. Yahweh and your son taught us to pray thy kingdom come and so I pray that today. Thy kingdom come. Yahweh, let us be a loving people. Let us be a forgiving people. Let us remember the love that you have extended to us when we didn't deserve it and that will help us extend love to others that don't deserve it. Father Yahweh, help us to forgive as we've been forgiven and help us to enjoy this feast. Father Yahweh, thank you for the food that we're going to receive here shortly. I bless you, Almighty Yahweh. I lift up your name and I pray this prayer to you through your Son, my Master, my Savior, my older brother, Yeshua the Messiah. Amen. I love everybody. Yahweh bless you.